Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to vasatrainer.com, use code BREAD at checkout and get 10% off anything from Vasa. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com. All right, Eric Hudson, Swim Strong Dryland. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Brett? I'm good. I'm good. We are, we're up and into this thing. So I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to do this. Listen, um, tell us about Swim Strong Dryland. Uh, you, you're doing some really good work in the swimming community and just wanted to learn more about what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on the show because I absolutely love your podcast and what you do for the swimming community is amazing and benefits so many athletes, coaches, um, parents, fans around the world and myself included. So thank you so much um, for doing this and for having me on here. Um, And as far as SwimStrong goes, so SwimStrong Dryland is a customized dryland program that we do with club swim teams around the United States right now, possibly internationally one day, um, where we program for every age group on a club team from the eight and under level all the way up to the 18 year olds as they uh, get prepared for college. And um, there's also a nutrition component. We have an amazing nutrition coach, um, Brittany Miller. I can tell you more about her as well. Uh, We do sports psychology education. We do leadership training and character development um, and uh, injury prevention. We do all kinds of motivational content and um, just a wide array of things that people don't, you wouldn't really know necessarily just from looking at our, our website, but it's much more than just dry land. And there's a lot of people behind the scenes as well. That's a, a broad overview and I can dig into whatever you'd like. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I, I appreciate the, the niche that you're, that you're in. There's a lot of people that I speak to and a lot of people that listen to me are always asking me questions in, in that kind of bracket, that age group bracket before they get to college. And, you know, teams kind of hand them off into these bigger programs where there's a lot more structure in terms of going to the weight room and going to the pool. But, you know, in the pre-stuff, in the build-up from when when do they start dry land and how do they progress in dry land and and how do we incorporate that into our programs? And, and, and there are so many club teams trying to figure that out. And there are hundreds of thousands of club swimmers trying to figure all that out as well. So it's great that you're in, in this niche of, of swimming itself what, what about you, Eric? Tell us about yourself and your background. Yeah, um, well, so I actually didn't grow up as a swim athlete. I played pretty much every sport you can think of, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, tennis. I was a, an athlete, but swimming wasn't something I was involved in actually until after college. So mm-hmm. um, I grew up in Carmel, Indiana, which has a great swim program out there, mm-hmm. but I was not a part of that. Um, I heard about them quite often and I watched the Olympics every four years. I loved watching the Olympics was inspired by many, many different Olympians in the pool, but uh, it wasn't until I went to Purdue university in West Lafayette, Indiana. Mm -hmm. I studied exercise science there and it was post-college when I graduated back in 2012, 11 years ago. Now, um, I actually got connected with a swim coach who was looking to start a dry land program. He saw my background and I was actually working with a different population of athletes at the time. And, but he wanted to get something started. And I told him, Hey, 
I don't have any experience in this world right now. I said, but something that I am interested in is always learning something new. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that um, I'm always broadening my horizons and never turning down an opportunity. And I told him, you know, if I'm given this opportunity, I will be all in. There's no halfway with me. I'm either going to be all in or all out. So I'm going to do my research. I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to make sure I study and learn the sport inside and out mm. and give these athletes every opportunity uh, to have a program that gives them an edge over the rest of their competition. And so uh, he gave me an opportunity, which I'm forever grateful for. And so that was 11 years ago. And I thought for sure this will be something short term, like a stepping mm. stone to something else in the fitness world. Right. And I fell in love with the sport, man. I absolutely fell in love with it. It's so unique. There is no sport where you're suspended in water, doing repetitive strokes, thousands of strokes a day, moving straight back and forth, uh, staring at a black line. It's just, it's so unique. And so you can't train a swim athlete like a basketball player or a football player or a baseball mm -hmm. player. And that was something that really um, made me fall in love with the sport pretty quickly was just its uniqueness. Cause I thought, well, swim athletes, deserve a program that's specific to them. And I looked around the club swimming world and thought, well, a lot of people really focus on the football, the basketball, the bigger money-making soccer, um, money-making sports and swimming kind of gets the short end of the stick. And I felt like, well, if we can just give our athletes a program that is smart and designed for them as a swim athlete, then, and we have the right mindset, then we can do, maybe we can take down people who are even more talented than us simply by working smart and working hard with the right mindset. And um, so that really attracted me to the sport and also just the process driven nature of the sport, how every little thing you do matters, right? Like one one hundredth of a second might be that difference mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. A final, B final, um, making the Olympic team, missing the Olympic team. Uh, getting that cut that you've been trying to go for for so long, whatever it is, it's hundreds of a second. And there are so many little details that you can focus on that can get you that hundredth of a second or you miss that. And so that I just real swimming was in my blood. The more and more I coached it, the more and more I fell in love with it. And I coached it too on deck. So I wasn't oh. just running the dryland program, but mm. I coached the age group athletes and the senior athletes because I wanted to know the sport inside and out. Um, like I mentioned, I didn't want to do anything with a half effort. And so um, just a lot of research, a lot of studying, um, a lot of time spent around the sport and just honestly, more than anything, loving it. And the best part of it all was seeing, and it still is, seeing kids' faces when they look up at the scoreboard and they do something that either they've been working so hard for it for so long or that they didn't even know they could do. It's the best feeling in the world. Like there is nothing better than getting to be a part of somebody else's journey and helping them to achieve a dream of theirs. No. I, I, it's just amazing. So needless to say, that was 11 years ago. Now I'm doing this full time. Uh, 2018 is when I decided, hey, if I'm going to do this. I want to do this as my only focus, as my mm. passion. I believe that if you love anything and you're willing to work like crazy at it, then you can make a career out of anything you want. And uh, so I decided that I needed to do that with Dryland. Um, and so in 2018, that's when I uh, left a personal training manager job in the fitness industry while still working, um, doing Dryland um, and made Dryland the whole focus. So that's maybe a long winded answer there, but that's kind of how I got into it and, and how SwimStrong started. And this is year 11 here. Well, it's, all, it's an awesome story. Um, it's inspirational in terms of just backing yourself and believing in yourself and then working towards a goal and 
trying to understand a new sport and really diving into it. I think it's all good. Um, and, you, and you've obviously got an entrepreneurial mindset where you wanted to go out on your own and do your own thing and create this business yourself. And um, it's, it's being very successful now. Where are you guys based right now? Uh, so I live in Miami, Florida. And so my home team, so to speak, is Eagle Aquatics, which you got to hear from them uh, last week. Adam Matarachi yeah. and, and Kai Winkler were on your podcast and they mm -hmm. did an awesome job. Uh, so I'm that's the one team I work with in person. Um, and then but the rest of my staff is located all over the place. So uh, Brian McPherson is the one who writes our programming. He's located in Oregon. Um, Sean Workman does our leadership training and character development. He's located in Illinois. Uh, Brittany Miller, our nutrition coach, is located in Indiana. Um, Christine Epsky, her identical twin sister, and both of them are my younger sisters, actually. Uh, she lives in Indiana as well. Um, and then we have a couple others. Greg Timon, uh, who helps with our implementation with the club teams we work with, uh, lives in Pennsylvania. And Steve Marrero, one of our performance coaches who helps with the plyometric, explosive, and customization aspect of our programming. He lives in New Jersey. And then we have a doctor of physical therapy who uh, we consult with named Jill Ertl, who lives in um, Illinois. So we're kind of all over the map here. Everybody cool. we work with is virtual, but I do have a home team, so to speak, uh, in Eagle Aquatics here in Miami because I still really enjoy being on deck. I like that idea of building kind of a comprehensive team around this, you know, and, and that's kind of what we're seeing uh, again on the, at the collegiate level, you know, you're putting people around these athletes to be the best athletes they can be at the collegiate side, but we haven't really addressed that, you know, all the way up through the club swimming side. And um, a lot of questions come up with that and I'm going to dig into those as well, but it's pretty cool that you just so happened to be working with kind of the hottest swimmer in, in the country right now in Kai Winkler and, and what he's doing. Um, can you give us some specific things of, kind of where you started with him and where he's at, at now and, and how he's incorporating those into his program with Adam? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kai is amazing. Uh, and so is Adam, uh, one of the best coaches I've ever worked with. I think something that is, I'll go kind of two sides here with Coach Adam, something that he does so well is his attention to detail. Right. You're not gonna get away with cutting corners on Eagle mm -hmm. Aquatics. Every... Mm -hmm. Um, everything is done just really well, and he's always going to be coaching you. He's always going to be giving you feedback. He has specific standards that if you want to be on the team, uh, he lets you know them from the beginning. And it's mm. not like, you know, a lot of times people wonder, like with Eagle Aquatics, we have like Kai Winkler. We also, you know, Erica Playa is one of the fastest 15, 16s in the country. She's the number one recruit in the 2024 class. We have. Mm. Joya Palsano is the fastest 13, 14 in the nation in a couple of events right now. Uh, wow. Penelope Lopez Casula in the 11, 12. She's the fastest 11-year-old in history, I believe, going to wow. 23, 6 in her 53. So it's not like it's just like this mm. there's one. Per, it's, it's, a, it's a system that he set up to be really mm -hmm. successful and develop people the right way from the 8 and under level all the way up till they go to college and then keep getting better once they go to college. We don't want them to peak early so um you'll hear names like kai but then there's other people too that um you know don't, people don't even know are are right. there and then there's so many other amazing athletes on the team as well kai's older brother finn has had some incredible progress over the past couple of years and just so many i mean i could name everyone mm -hmm. who worked on the team so mm -hmm. um but just to all that to say like his attention to detail and system that he set up 
is really incredible and I'm grateful to be a part of it. And part of why I love wanted to have them as my home club when I moved out to Miami um, was because of that mindset. And, um, but Kai specifically, mm -hmm. uh, I was able to start working with him as a young age grouper. He was either 12 or 13 when we started working together. I can't remember the exact age, um, but this is uh, going into year five now of working with Kai and to see, honestly, over the, um, last four or five years, his mindset shift to, mm. he was always a talented swimmer, um, but he really took off in the last two, three years because he had a mindset shift where he started to believe in himself more than we believed in right. him. He started to believe the things we had been telling him mm -hmm. um, that we thought he was capable of, and he just took it upon himself and he's really owned his swimming career. And so, um seeing him develop now he just had his birthday yesterday actually um oh, okay. and, you know, happy birthday kai belated um now in that 17 18 age group for the first time but he um i would really say his mindset is something that impresses me uh, yep. he doesn't yep. miss a practice he doesn't miss a workout i mentioned yesterday was his birthday and i thought um well he he's probably not going to be you know he wasn't coming to practice that day rightfully so to take a day off celebrate his birthday um and he asked me for the workout so he can get it done before he goes out for his birthday so like that's mm -hmm. just the type of mindset that he has mm -hmm. i'm not gonna miss a workout mm -hmm. in the water or out of the water and when i'm there i'm gonna give it everything i have because i have these goals that if i if i say that i want them um my actions need to line up with that and it's been inspiring to watch him it's a privilege to be a part of his journey he's the one doing all the work and it's honestly just a blessing to um, to get to coach him and, and really consider him to be family along with everyone I get to work with. So, All right, so that's the big picture of the success you're having at one particular team, which could be a, sh a snapshot for, for any team to say, hey, we're having this success here. We've set up these systems. You can kind of go and, you know, um, t cut and paste it somewhere else and have, have the similar success with a similar system. So yeah. let's get down to the nitty gritty then of like, what is the system? Uh, you know, may, maybe on a weekly basis, maybe uh, over the course of a season, you know, what, what have you done when you come in and you create these systems with coach Adam and setting up the, these pathways for growth and, and strength gains and flexibility gains and mental gains and all these sorts of things that you want to see these kids progress in. Yeah. Give me specifics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from a dry land perspective or swimming or both? Uh, let's go with the dry land because that's, uh, that's, it's in yeah. the name. So we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So from the dry land perspective, so when kids are eight and under, they should be training. I think this is a misconception that people have that, oh, we don't want to train athletes too young. We want to be careful because we might stunt their growth, right? I'm sure you've probably heard that before. And it's just not true. Unless so you're saying we're, we're eight and under should be doing some form of dry land. That's what you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay. Eight and unders should be. You can start when you're five years old, six years old. Whenever you get into the sport, you should start training. And uh, the reason that people have that misconception, I think, is because if you train incorrectly, right? If you do a program sure. that is dumb like doesn't make sense or is like dangerous for a young mm -hmm. athlete to do right, right. then yeah you're gonna you're gonna risk um injury you're gonna like risk an eight-year-old should not be lifting weights right you're right you want to make sure that you're not doing anything that's a you know doing something that their body is not prepared for so when right. we're talking about eight and under dry land 
we're talking about body weight movements, a lot of mobility work, understanding movement patterns, gaining core strength, understanding body position, developing a mind body connection and having a lot of fun with it, right? Like you should, if you're, mm. you should always have fun with the sport, but if you're 12 and under, there should be competitions, there should be games, there should be things that um, you do that are always fun in your dry land, just like in the water so that they really enjoy it and build some confidence. So it's like a PE class. You're basically just uh, incorporating some uh, athleticism into their programs, uh, into their swim programs, right? Yeah, it's like long-term athletic development is what mm -hmm. we're focused on. So okay. when you're eight and under, 10 and under, 12 and under, it is a developmental um, progression that you mm -hmm. should be able to, just like in a swim team, you know, every year, typically people do move-ups if you right, are ready right. for the next. Dry land should be the same way, right? Our right. eight and under dry land program should prepare you for the 9-10 dry land, should prepare you for the 11-12, the pre-senior, senior, senior national, however your team is divided up. Um, but yeah, you want a general base of athleticism. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, I think it's really interesting. You'll hear the, the same people that say things like, oh, don't you don't want to train young athletes. Well, watch an eight-year-old do butterfly. Watch an eight-year-old do a 50 butterfly, yeah, 100 yeah. butterfly. It's usually not that pretty. And mm -hmm. that looks dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're going to ask them to do that in the water. We need right. to give them the tools on land to be able to execute what you as the coach are, are asking them to execute. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a nice thing when you have an eight, nine, 10 year old who has the strength and the coordination and the mind body connection um, to be able to properly execute butterfly for 1500, right. whatever it is that they're, that they're racing. So that, yeah. that's like the base level there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes and, sense. It, and then moving on to 13, 14 or pre-senior um, I know that the age groups are, different for for every team but moving on to that pre-senior level you start to take it a little bit more seriously at that point you start to incorporate um a little bit more complexity to the movements the foundations that you've built will really make a big difference you might not even i'd say for 10 and under athletes even if you get one or two workouts a weekend for 15 minutes and you learn one or two base movements in each of mm -hmm. those workouts right. i mean a couple of years down the road you're going to have athleticism that you didn't even realize you gained over that mm -hmm. period of time. Mm -hmm. And so then the coach, uh, the swim coach spends less time having to correct things that you're unable to do or trying to help you in ways that you've fallen behind as an athlete. And they can just focus on your technique in the water. Right. So mm -hmm. we focus on the technique and the dry land side of things. That's number one always. And then we progress that way. And that allows the swim coach to do a whole lot more with their athlete in the water. So you jump to that pre-senior level, the intensity starts to pick up a little bit, and then you get to that senior, senior national college prep uh, level, and and the workouts change significantly for them as well. And I can dive into whatever you'd like there, but that's a overview of kind of the long-term progression. How much equipment does a team need, and how much access to facilities do they need as that as they start in that progression? So you know, from from the eight and unders in terms of equipment, it sounds like very little. There's a lot of body weight kind of movement type actions, um, but all the way up to the senior level, in terms yeah. of equipment, um, how does it progress? That's a great question. You can have, so we'll work with teams who have absolutely no equipment uh, to teams who have entire gyms that they can work with. So mm. any of those are fine. We'll maximize the time, the space, the equipment that you have. That's our job is to customize it and say, hey, here's what you have. Here's how can we get the most out of this? Mm -hmm. So any setup is fine, but we will give an equipment list for 
teams to, hey, over time, if you can build this equipment up, then right. we'll be able to do more and more with your program and have more progressions for your older athletes. Mm -hmm. And so simple, but like, yeah, the 12 and under, 10 and under, 8 and under, mostly body weight. They may use some resistance bands. They may use some medicine balls, uh, things like that. As they get older, we'll start to incorporate dumbbells, some trap bars. If you have access to that at your facility, you will use um, things like that that add resistance. Um, Pull-up bars, nice to have on a pool mm -hmm. deck. You have those and you don't even have... You know, at Eagle Aquatics, we don't have pull-up bars. We have um, bars that are makeshift pull-up bars, right? Like you can find equipment all over, like a playground or whatever. Right. You can get creative with your equipment. You don't have to have the fanciest stuff to, mm -hmm. to really have a great dry land program. And um, But that's the cool thing about Brian, who does our programming. I call him the guru because he's always researching, studying, uh, learning so that we can give our athletes the best programming at each level. And he... Um, Got his master's in exercise physiology from Louisville University and had the privilege of working with their um, swim team for a couple of years and then mm. Lindenwood University for a couple of years as well. And so he has that college background as well as the education and he's constantly researching to figure out based on every team setup, what's the best, the most optimal setup that programming that we can give them to get the results that we're looking for and a minimum, this is pretty cool each day, a minimum requirement for him in his uh, eight hour days is two hours of research so that we're always learning, always getting better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just feel like if we ever get complacent and think we have it figured out, that's, that's when you get into trouble. There's a, there's two kind of real mentalities that we have to fight um, in age group swimming, particularly uh, that I've found, and I've never been an age group coach. I've just been around it and I've, I've grown up in it, uh, you know, probably a few years back now, but, um, but the mentality hasn't changed that much. The, and it is, is these two things primarily it's, it's, we don't need strength training in swimming at this level right now. It's just, we can, we can do it all in the pool or, or, um, or one of the swim coaches can handle a little bit of that, right? Like just a little bit on the side or something like that, but it's just, it's just an add on. We don't really need it. Or the other mentality is just, grab anybody to help us with this. And, and it's, and somebody with like a, a football mentality where you're going to come in and just get as strong as you can or whatever it is. And so we're like, th there's no one with real understanding of swimming. There's, it's not a specialization. It's not a hand in hand partnership with the swim coach. And it seems like that's what you have down in Florida with Adam and his team. It seems like there's this, there's this synergy between the two of like the dry land and the pool working together um, progressions in the pool and in, in on the land. Um, and it seems like everybody's on a set plan as they go up through the age group of like, here's what you do here. Here's what you do here. And, and it's a natural progression, but it's, it's working within the structure of the swim team as well. So it all works together. So is that, is that common what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think that's really common, e even at the college level. And I mean, you could probably speak to this as well, um, having coached at Auburn, and I'd be curious to hear your experiences. I know it's different at every program. There's some D1 programs who do it really well and have someone focused on the swimming aspect. And then there's some uh, even, you know, big programs that, you know, it's a um, someone doing the programming who's also in charge of the football and the basketball team. Right. And, and, and a lot mm -hmm. of times the swim team gets leftovers, unfortunately. Right, and, right because the other sports make the money and the other sports are what they're most excited about a lot of times. So you need yeah. someone who's knowledgeable in the sport, 
has researched the sport and loves the sport, I mm -hmm. think, most mm -hmm. out of it. But so you see that even at the college level, but especially at the club level. Like, yeah, I've, a lot of coaches will go based off of, well, this is what I did when I was a swimmer. Um, and they just try to kind of plug that in because right. for them, uh, I see that a lot. Um, and good intentions. There's like, hmm. I understand the thought process. Um, and, and then there's people who say, yeah, it doesn't really matter what we do. Let's just hire somebody in the strength world to, to do something to help get our kids stronger. Um, you know, what, whatever it might be, throw them into a, uh, right, right. you know, certain gym or whatever and, yeah. and hope for the best results. But right, right. if you really want to maximize what you're doing, you need people who are, that's all they do, right? They're experts in the field and and they're focused on even myself i'm not doing all of it i'm one very right. small part of right. you know the the puzzle with swim strong and i think the best coaches in the world realize i can't do it all by myself if i want my team my athletes to be the best they can be we need people who are the best at what they do working together in a collaborative effort to be successful and so and th and that's what we have that's why I love working with the teams we do with swim strong. And I mean, there's so many that I could name, but um, you know, even uh, for example, Crow Canyon sharks out in California, coach Joe Natina, amazing guy, really, really strong guy, really well versed in dry land has the background. He brought us on because he realized I want to focus hundred percent of my attention on the swimming. I know I could do a great job with the dry land, but I know that you guys could do it even better. And if we work together, we can really maximize what we're doing out here. And, you know, the right, same. Right. and so I just really appreciate coaches who have that mindset. Um, and, and that's everybody that we work with. And that's what we're looking for when we're trying to partner with teams is coaches who want the best for their athletes, don't mm -hmm. have the ego. And, and we're, we're here to serve them. Like our goal is to serve right. their season plan. They tell us the season plan, when their mm -hmm. championship meets are, what they're focusing on. And we serve them and they give us feedback and we meet with them regularly because it's their team and it's their plan. And so I think why maybe a lot of dry land or strength and conditioning programs or people might turn coaches off is that they say, hey, it's this is the way that we're going to do things and you should change this and you should change that. And yeah. that's not how it should be. We <laughs> The swim coaches know better than anyone what they want their season plan to look like and right. what the setup and structure should be. So it's our job to serve, play in the background and give them a program that will help amplify the results that they're going to get mm, in mm. the pool. And, and yeah. I love that you guys are covering all the bases too. So you, you're looking at the, the strength and conditioning dry land. You're looking at the, the mental side. You're looking at the nutrition side. Um, is, is it is it kind of an a la carte where you can pick and choose what you want? Or is this kind of an all-encompassing, hey, this is what we offer and it's kind of an all-in type situation where you work with with everybody on our team to improve your own team is that is it the way it's set up that's a great question too yeah we we are all inclusive so it's all or nothing it's not really an all a card thing and the reason yeah. that we set it up that way is because we believe you're going to have maximum success when you're doing all of these things right, right? right. when you start to pick and choose what well, I, I think that we would like the dry land, but nutrition and wellness, yeah. I don't really want to focus on that or mine. So mm -hmm. like we want to work with people who want the best results. And so we're going to put all of that together and give you everything that's going to give you the best right. results. And we're not going to hold back. So that's, that's really, right. yeah. 
That makes sense. So then in each one of those areas, um, how do you interact with the team? So you've got, you've got nutritionist who comes in and, and, and does her bit or, or his bit, whatever it is. And then you've got your, your mental side. So how does each piece line up within the, the weekly structure? Yeah. Um, so several different ways and it's customized to each team in, in some regard, depending on questions that they have or certain needs of the team, if they make certain requests or ask us to speak about certain topics, um, or even if individual families have questions that they want to reach out and ask us about. Um, but the setup for nutrition, for example, right. Brittany, um, who does our nutrition program on our website, she puts some amazing content on there every month. She has a new curriculum that she comes out with, um, all based on a lot of times just from questions we'll hear from athletes, coaches, parents, things that come up that kids want to know about. Like, what should I eat when I'm at a swim meet? What type of fuel should I have the morning of a swim meet? Um, how do I get, you know, what's nutrition for better sleep? What are things that I can do? in between prelims and finals to prepare myself to swim at my best. Um, how do I read labels? We have grocery lists for parents. We have all kinds of different articles, downloads, documents, recipes for athletes, parents, and coaches to access. So those are always readily available. And then we'll also do Zoom webinars. So every month for the whole Swim Strong program, we'll do Zoom webinars, educating around the nutrition and wellness content, educating around sports psychology, which is more um, my wheelhouse educating around the training, which might be Brian or Greg or Steve, um, or, um, even a leadership or a character seminar. And so, um, so a lot of zoom, we'll do a lot of social media content on our Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, YouTube, we'll put content out there because we know a lot of people are on social media. And so we use those outlets, zoom, social media, our website, and just people asking us questions, uh, to educate and inspire. Like that's, I could use two words that we're always trying to do with our social media and um, everything that we have out there is to educate and inspire. And if, if we can nice. do that, then um, I think that we're accomplishing our mission. And um, from the leadership perspective, Sean Workman, he's a former mm -hmm. Virginia Tech uh, swim and dive grad and um, amazing guy. And he does the leadership and character development and mm. the things that we work with. Um, they have different leadership groups. Um, where the coaches and athletes can vote on or pick their leaders. And Sean will go over some type of leadership content hmm. and give them actual action items to implement on the pool deck to help develop a strong team culture. Right. And, and, and the teams that we work with, they're already doing that. This is just another voice speaking into their, um, speaking to their athletes and coaching staff to, um, really help make a difference and create an athlete driven culture. Like that's, that's really the goal. One where the athletes are the ones calling each other out. If they're, you know, resting on the wall during a main set or going to the bathroom in the middle of a set and they can hold each other accountable or pick each other up, encourage each other, cheer for each other at swim meets. Um, I'm sure you've seen this, but the teams that, you know, the athletes really take the coaches values and mindset upon themselves and own it versus where the coach is always, you know, pulling teeth to try and get kids to work hard and encourage each other and cheer for each other. There's a big difference in how fun it is to be a part of an athlete driven team and how successful mm -hmm. an athlete driven mm -hmm. culture is. So that's what we're trying to create. And I think, and, and he does that full time, like that's his full time job, right. leadership yeah. and character development. And we just, we believe that focusing on the person is a whole lot more important than anything else. Like, 
yeah who they are as a person um is is much more than just a swimmer right like there's so much more mm -hmm. um to lie now that's really important obviously but we believe if you focus on character first and um growing as a person you're gonna do all the little things right that turn you into a phenomenal swim athlete that'll be a byproduct of, of being a phenomenal person uh, but that's our number one focus, if I'm being honest, is is making an impact on their lives, not just. Mm. I love this uh, for for many reasons, but especially as a college former college coach, like we would get athletes in all the time and feel like we were just starting from scratch, like from from base level, you know, trying to do all the things that you're doing with kids from the age of eight on, right? Like if we had a system where these kids were developed the way that you're developing them, I believe that we'd have so much more success uh, collegiately. Like a lot of the times they would have, they would come in and have no understanding of nutrition, they'd have no understanding of um, character development and how they, you know, can be part of a team or um, just a, an awareness of basic strength and conditioning exercises, things like that. It was always like we were starting from scratch. And this is with 18 19 year olds you know it was like it was almost like you had they had to go through a season or two of failure to finally get it and then by their junior senior years they were figuring it out you know so yeah. this to me kind of just gives everybody a massive jump start into where they could potentially be in college and then finally coming in freshman year and just having an outstanding freshman year and not having to write that off as as a learning curve kind of thing so mm -hmm. I love all this. How far off do you think you are uh, from, from going international with this? That is a great question. We have been actually talking about that over the last couple of weeks as to what that could look like. Uh, we've had teams from um, a lot of different countries reaching out. And so we've been actually talking um, behind the scenes about what that would look like um, to move it to an international scale. We are focused on for the last five years, building the, obviously USA swimming base and having, you know, everything, all the systems set up and running smoothly. And, hmm. and now we're looking at what could that next step be? And, and that's something that's on our radar in the present uh, moment. So it could nice. be, it could be soon. Yeah. I love it. All right, man. I, I appreciate it. this has been fun learning about you and your program. I, I want people to know um, you're not paying me for this. This is not a paid advertisement. Um, I just think you're doing fantastic work. I wanted to get you on the program because I, I love people that are making swimming better. You know, I love, I love people that are just out there doing the thing. And I didn't know anything about them until all of a sudden something that they're doing great, kind of someone shines a light on it. Obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of attention through, through Kai and, and the success that he's having Adam. And then all of a sudden that shines a light on what you're doing with them. So it's like, there's good people out there doing good things. And I just wanted to kind of highlight that. So, um, yeah, congrats on everything that you're doing. How can people get a hold of you? I appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me on here. Um, people can get a hold of me. They can reach out uh, on any of our social media outlets. It's just at Swimstrong Dryland for Instagram, Facebook, um, whatever you utilize. Um, or they can email swimstrongdryland at gmail.com. Pretty, um, pretty simple there. The email or on our website, swimstrongdryland.com. There's also a uh, an inquiry tab if anybody has any questions or wants to connect. But awesome. um, yeah, awesome. thank you so awesome. much. Eric, I love it, man. I love what you're doing. Keep it up and hopefully it explodes and hopefully you hire another 50 people to help you out doing this thing, man, because I think it's good stuff, all right? 
Well, thank you so much. And the feeling is mutual. Continue to do what you're doing. Thank you for everything you're doing for the swim community. It's absolutely amazing. And, and uh, you're making a difference in so many people's lives. So incredibly grateful. I know a lot of other people would say the same. I appreciate it, Eric. Thanks, man. All right. Good luck. Take thank care. You. Have a good one. We individualize training in the pool. So why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Barney of Barney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available, so go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply.